Welcome to this Bench Bro Sports Podcast. We're glad you could join us today as we are sponge junkies debating about the hottest topics going around in the world of sports. I'm your host, Wesley Splain. Joining me is Anthony and Brandon. Guys, what is happening? What up, what up, what up? Boys, what up? How's everyone doing? Good. How are you guys? Summer going strong. Is it due? I mean, like, we're still waiting for your first bass. I literally just sent you a picture. You did not. You just sent me a picture of your buddy, but that's not you. Yeah, but we were there. This is still you. Like, if it was a bass tournament, he wins, you lose. Yeah, I understand, but I was there in support. There's nothing I can do about not catching the bass. Well, I mean, like, you got you, you have a time zone here, buddy. Look, boy, the lower and the bait was in the water. They just weren't hitting. They just weren't hitting for you. They were hitting on the other guy. Exactly. Sometimes it, sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes it just goes that way, bud. <laughs> Brandon, what's up, pal? What's up? What's up? Now nah, I'm a little disappointed in the Suns at the moment. I am too. By the way, that's I didn't expect Phoenix to literally look like the guys from uh, Malibu. That crowd. It seems like everyone is like blonde haired, got like the shark teeth necklace. They're about to go surf after the game. It, it kind of gives me that kind of vibe in, in uh, that, Phoenix. Bro? Shredding in Phoenix. I wouldn't expect that in the desert than like California, but I don't know. I really honestly didn't pay attention to that. <laughs> well, it's because they, they keep using the freaking 8K cameras and putting them on the fans and they're, they're finding like the the sup bro kind of fans in Phoenix every single time. It's like a 15, 16 year old kid with like beach bleach, blonde hair dyed in. And he's got like a necklace on and he's got the Jersey with the t-shirt underneath. It, it looks weird, but well, I mean, I mean, we all go through our phases. I mean, one day we're, we're surfers. One day we're, you know, so we're what? Wank- I we're just wanksters. think West. I think Wes is just jealous of people who spend a lot of time on the water. He's hating on me about catching bass. <laughs> He's hating on the surfer, dude. I understand. Can you not? Well, you gonna call me a mountain guy? Yeah, buddy. Especially, <laughs> yeah, you are a mountain guy. Actually, should get you should you should get into fly fishing like archery or something. Oh, so I should just like throw out my whole wardrobe and just buy every flannel that I see in the um <laughs> in like Walmart and like Target everywhere. Yeah, pretty just much. Just buy honestly. flannels during the summer. Flannels like, like flannels with the sleeves and truck, cut and trucker trucker hats. And Wrangler jeans, all Wrangler jeans. Yeah. Brett Favre certified. <laughs> I'm like throwing the football to my dog in slow motion. Oh, man. Nah, dude, I love the water. I'm a water guy. Yeah, boy. Don't you, you see the there? painting behind me? It's a fucking sunset with the oh, water yeah, on it. Is that right, buddy? That's one for the podcast. But, no, it's uh, actually yeah, two. Well, it was before you said, "All right, is that right, buddy?" Before the podcast recording, I don't really count that. All but right. um, yeah, uh, I had an all right week. I mean, I kind of found out that like I'm getting kind of too old for roller coasters. Yay! Why is that? I don't know. I just felt lightheaded on a couple of them. Maybe it was like my bones shifting all the time from having too many surgeries. They don't know where to go when all that G force is going up against me, but. Depends what you go on. I get super motion sickness on some rides. Like, yeah, I was motion sickness for four, like three, four days after this one ride I went on down to Myrtle Beach, and I felt don't so you sick? 
after like going to the theme park, don't you like when you lay down in bed and about to go to sleep, don't you, you feel, feel like, like you're, you're still, still on a co- Yeah. Yeah. I felt that for like today. And then when I'm sitting on the couch, I still felt like that. I was like, what it, the hell is going it's, on? It's the same way if you're on a boat for too long or if you're actually just in the water, like in the, in the ocean, moving up and yeah. down with the waves, you'll feel that way for, uh, for the whole day, pretty much like the rest of the night. It feels like that too when you ice skate. Like you, you feel like the blade on like the bottom of your foot. Mm. Maybe not for you because you do it literally every day. Dude, I literally live in my skates. I don't. I I get out of my skates and I don't feel a thing. Right, but back to the basketball outfit. I mean, the jersey style is you don't wear a shirt underneath. It's just a basketball jersey, and that's it. Basketball. Right? Am I wrong? A basketball outfit? Yeah. So like so like if you're gonna wear a basketball jersey, you wear no t-shirt underneath. If you're like going out somewhere or like going to an event, it's just a basketball jersey. Out I mean, west in like Phoenix, I see a lot of dudes wearing like the t-shirt underneath. And I'm like, I mean uh, red flag. I don't wear the t-shirt underneath, but that's because I'm stacked. I mean, other people if you're not stacked, you should <laughs> you probably can't wear it. T- yeah, you should probably exactly. have a t-shirt underneath if you're not stacked. That's just my opinion though. Well, I, I see kids like in Jersey just wear the basketball jersey as well. They just get a smaller jersey. They don't get like the baggy jersey from like 2004 or whatever. Well, I mean, my jerseys are pretty baggy because when they're bigger, they're comfortable instead of them being super tight. Well, you're a big man. Well, what my Lakers jersey is a double XL and it fits perfect. Dude, he's absolutely diesel fuel. Yeah, I just drank some before I came up here to record the podcast. Massive. <laughs> Um, but no, I, for me, even watching guys like on the court play with a, a shirt underneath, like those long sleeve Nike shirts, that that's just, not, that's uncomfortable for me. It's too many layers. Yeah. Like remember back in the, what was it? The late two thousands when you will watch like a basketball game, they will have the baggy Jersey and then they will have like a very long sleeve white t-shirt on underneath. Yeah. That'd be like in the much. tournament. It was, I was just like, what, how does that like feel comfortable whatsoever? Like, the ball could get stuck in the sleeve, like, if you dribble it up too high. I couldn't do it. Nah. I mean, like, so many people are like, oh, that's an awesome look. I'm like, what What the hell are you doing? This ain't, like, we're not balling in, like, an asphalt. You're in, you're in the court. You can just wear whatever you want, dude. So I, can't wear, skin. I can't wear two shirts unless it's cold outside. No, I was, like, the same. I Football's different. I wore, like, long sleeve because I didn't want to get, like, scraped up from the turf but if you're on the basketball court like you're not gonna fall that hard to get like uh a good scrape in hockey you just wear a t-shirt and shorts and skates <laughs> short shorts and hockey exactly. no cup nothing that puck flies and if it hits you in the ding dong too bad say goodbye <laughs> all <laughs> right um so we kind of mentioned it Ever since we said, oh, yeah, Suns are dominating the finals, the Bucks have won three straight games. Two of them have been very exciting, games three and four. Uh, they won game three very convincingly. Game four was, uh, was a great finish. Uh, the Suns were up by like eight or nine entering the fourth quarter. And then uh, one of the famous plays uh, of the series so far was that Giannis block on DeAndre Ayton and then going the other direction, getting the end one. Um, so Milwaukee won game three and four. They went to Phoenix last night, game five, and it was a back and forth game. Phoenix jumped on them early and then Milwaukee ended up coming back and taking the lead at like half. Um, Phoenix at four while was just sticking in and then Devonte book 
or not Devontae Booker. Devin Booker hit a good three to uh, cut the lead down to three. And then um, Chris Paul kind of muffed the ball up, or it was Booker. I think it was Booker. Muffed the ball up. Drew Holiday found the oop to Giannis. Incredible play. Bucks end up winning in game five. Is it going to be Bucks in six? Or are we going to go seven games here, Brandon? Your thoughts? I'm sticking with I'm sticking with Suns and seven. I mean, they are going back to to Milwaukee to play uh, game six, and it looks like Milwaukee has all the momentum. But I, I think the Suns will regroup, take a game in Milwaukee, and I think they'll come back to Phoenix and win it. They need they need to tighten it up on the defensive end of the ball, though. They really need to tighten it up on the defensive end. Well, one of their problems is that DeAndre Ayton is their only big man since uh, Saric went out. So, like, they have no depth behind Ayton. So, once Ayton gets in foul trouble, Phoenix is kind of screwed. Like, they'll have to sub in Frank Comiskey. And he, like, that's a big mismatch with Frank Comiskey and uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo out there. Yeah, I mean, just Chris Middleton, like we said, we were like, where are you at? And he has been showing up. He's been lights out, putting up uh, – 30, 40, 20 points. He's been good from three. Giannis has just been an absolute monster. Um, 13 straight uh, games with a shooting percentage of 50 or better in the postseason, which is tied for uh, the longest uh, streak in the shot clock era. I mean, they're still counting down Giannis at the free throw line, which I think is still awesome. But, um, you know, the Bucs really do have all the momentum right now. They do. They definitely do. They 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 figured it out, and they're playing good defense. Um, and that's why the Suns need to tighten it up on the defensive end, and they need to stop creating turnovers. I mean, I saw that's what that's pretty much what tore Philly apart is how many times they turned the ball over, and now it looks like the Suns have the the turnover curse. Chris Paul hasn't shown up either lately. I mean, games one and two, like the Suns looked really great. It was like, man, th- these guys can score anywhere. But ever since um, game three, Devin Booker put up 40 uh, points consecutively, which is the first Suns player to ever do so in the playoff era. But, uh, you know, Chris Paul hasn't been the real Chris Paul. He's been turnover. It's kind of like a legacy finals for him. So. You don't know if he's going to come back here or not, re-sign with Phoenix, but like it feels like this is his last opportunity. He really hasn't done much to help Phoenix in uh, any way. He runs that pick and roll with DeAndre Ayton, but that's about it. And like he'll do hit a floater here and there, but most of the times he he kind of plays sloppy basketball lately. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the matchup. I don't know. I can't even blame it too much on the matchup. Um, Drew Holiday though. Great defender. He has been shutting down like whoever he's been on and creating steals left and right. And that's the thing. I, I mean, I'd still like to say that Phoenix is going to win, but if they if they play better defense, they, they'll have a chance. Right now, I mean, Milwaukee's playing better defense, and defense wins championships. But I'm sticking with the, uh, with the Suns in seven. In seven? I, I'm not sure. I might... Which is crazy, too, because on our NBA Finals preview podcast, I said Suns and Bucks in the final, and I said Bucks in six. I had to re-listen to it to make sure I was right, and it's kind of leaning towards that way. So I'm kind of hoping I'm wrong, so that way, you know, we make another prediction podcast. I don't miss the boat again. Well, I mean, I'm done making predictions because mine are all totally off. No, we need we need your annual Super Bowl prediction because those are fantastic, and somehow one team makes it so far. 
But this year, mine's a little bit different. Do you got it this year right now? Do I have it right now? Dolphins and Giants. Yeah. No, that's... That's bold. That's... In the 80s, sure. (laughs) 80s, that's a possible matchup. But now? No, dude. That boy? Absolutely not. And I like the Dolphins this year. I think they're going to be a wild card team. But Giants do? I don't know. Yeah, do Giants and Browns. Let's get it. Giants and Browns. Do do you have it, though? No. Oh, okay. So we'll wait on that. No, I can't give it away right now. (laughs) It's too early, Wes. Right. I saw Space Jam, too, by the way. It's pretty much what you would expect it to be. What would you Um, rate it, Wes? Like if you're if you're going in expecting like a fantastic movie, don't. It's like a casual kids movie. That's like it has a few good laughs. There's one joke while they are in halftime that lands pretty solidly with uh, Sylvester the cat. But um, I rate it like a a five, maybe a six. But like Ooh. this is the new. Uh... Yeah, it's the one that just came out. It's on HBO Max if you're curious to watch it. I want to go watch it in the theater. You want to break up? No, I'm right. Dude, you need to do something with that. With that. Yeah? Uh, Mike. Yeah, I'll, I'll steal one from CBS Studios, and then yeah. uh, we'll figure it out. It just, it just keeps getting messed up. Well, yeah, that's, what, that's the technicality business part of recording a podcast, dude. Are you really recording a podcast unless something breaks up, you know? Sometimes you just got to get. It's like, are you a professional podcast if you don't have one technical issue? Like, seriously? You know? I'm a professional coach and I mess up every single drill that I design. Yeah, dude. I mean, like you Colin's got kids literally running in circles. You yeah, probably Colin... run the 40 yard dash on the ice and you're like, what the hell am I doing here? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, you go from the goal line to the far blue. We're going to time you two trials. Take the best. Coach, play. what's a goal line? Oh, <laughs> uh, just do it. Just do it. Uh, the crease, whatever. Fuck it. Just go. Yeah, yeah, just do it. Just do it. You're good. <laughs> I need to kill time, guys. You already did everything. I mean, whatever. Start cycling the puck. I don't know. Man. Yes, yeah. Find something to do. Go get a drink of water. That's the best excuse. Yeah. If you don't know what to do, go get a drink. Yeah. But um, I will say this from Milwaukee standpoint that uh, that Drew Holiday trade um, to go get him and decide to move off of Eric Bledsoe has really prevailed for them. Um, I mean, the strength of Milwaukee has been their defense and scoring down low. And Brooke Lopez has been able to be a solid role player. Um, they love that Bobby Porter kid that comes off the bench. I mean, Milwaukee really loves their sixth man. I really think Milwaukee would be so much better if uh, DiVincenzo was healthy. But, like, they're doing a solid job right now. And, like I said, it goes as long as if Chris Milton can score from downtown, which which he was able to do uh, last night when, you know, um, the Suns had a double-point lead. Oh, boy, Judge just hit the wall really hard and just, like, split his legs. Or that's not Judge, is it? Playing the Red Sox, right? Yeah. No, nah, who's 39? 
have no idea. Johnny Judge Damon. Is, <laughs> yeah, Johnny Damon. Judge is all always getting hurt. Jerry Sheffield. Hi-decky, Sheffield. Sheffield. No, we even though it's Hideki. Do you guys remember what his number was? Sheffield? Hideki? No, Hideki, yeah. 19? It was like 50, 54? 55. Very oh, close. shit. Brand 19, <laughs> come on. I thought it was 19, dude. I don't know. I know Hideki Matsui fan. I, I don't know Hideki Matsui. Let me check. I think it's... I'm pretty sure he's 55. 99. Number 99. Oh, so it's Ryan Lamar. Yeah, 55. With two R's. Never that heard boy. of him. He must have just got called up. I don't know. Yankees, Yankees won last night on a rain delay, so I'm going to be happy with that one. Yeah, but, in, um, six, in six inning, and Red Sox are pissed <laughs> off about it. Oh, boo-hoo! Uh, anyway, <laughs> I... I kind of think Milwaukee's got this in the bag. I mean, like, they've been dominant on their home court. Phoenix just... Jay Crowder's good. I just think they need more scoring from Chris Paul. I think he is that X factor for that team. If he doesn't score enough, like, when he scores, like, 20 or 30, the Suns win almost every single time. But, I mean, they're just, like, pretty much shutting down the lane, and he keeps trying to do these floaters. And, like, it's a pretty good shot, but he, he always tries to get that flop call, and he never gets it. It ends up being a turnover going the other way. Mm. I mean, I, I'd hate to change my prediction. I'm just going to stick with it. But they need to tighten up. They need to stop giving the ball away, start playing better defense. The hell with their offense. Start playing better defense. I would even noticed that the NBA changed, like, their finals logo to, like, the most basic logo I've ever seen. It's just, like, block letters. Like, oh, yeah, it's the NBA finals. Who cares? All right, let's just put it on the court. It's just it's just as basic as the uh, Clippers uh, home uniforms now. Seriously, it really is. Just like, like oh, Clippers, black and white. Even yeah, though our I, colors are blue and uh, red. Like you, see, like, you see in the NFL, they're coming out with these cool jerseys. And now in the NBA, it's like so basic now where they're so stupid looking. <laughs> what is your favorite NBA uniform? There's so um, many to choose from. My favorite of like all time is the uh, is the Grizzlies old uniform with the uh, with the bear the in the teal. middle, the blue one. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get a John Morant jersey with that with that color. Why don't they just make that the primary logo? Uh, right now, know. it's like a blue logo. It's weird. The, it the just Raptors, looks like a minor league team. And the Raptors need to come back with the uh, with the dinosaur jersey. With the dinosaur, yeah. The purple joint, right? Yep, I have a Vince Carter purple jersey. I kind of like Phoenix's, like, sunset uh, black jerseys that they wear at home. But, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's working. Like, it just says the valley. Like, if that court was just like the sun like the sun and the ball is like a pretty cool logo if you have that stretching on like the old school black jersey that's better maybe that's what it is they need to change their jersey up i think they need to stop going with this whole like city theme for each team and just go back to the, like the the logo or the or the or the mascot on the right jersey. like benny the bull on the jersey would be awesome don't they have a jersey with a bull on it I don't know. It usually just says Bulls across it or Chicago. Well, they're definitely not putting Benny the Bull on a jersey. <laughs> That'd be sick, though. Does Oregon like, do that? Be like a practice jersey. Do what? 
They put uh, the duck on like the jersey. Mm, uh, honestly, I don't remember. I don't think so. Most of their jerseys are all O's. Just it's the just, O. It's just the O on there. And then, uh, yeah, it's just the O in the corner. Then they have the Nike symbol where they put the Pac-12 logo on there. But I don't remember them having any jerseys, the actual duck logo. I'm pretty I sure. remember they tried to uh, like make the helmet look like the duck, it's so it feathers. was like the helmet was white, and then um, the face mask was orange, and then the jersey was green, and the pants were yellow. It looked so weird. Hmm. See, I don't remember that. I, I remember the. Uh, I remember the helmets have like feathers to it, like duck feathers. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Though. They still have that though, right? Yeah, that's one of their common helmets. The. Mm-hmm. Ones they mostly use, the away jersey is uh, white and green. The helmet's white with a green O. The NBA is basically Oregon. Like, it really is. Oregon has a different uniform every single time. They have so many. They have have unnecessary amounts. Mm -hmm. So, back to the NBA. I'm going to go with Bucks and Six. Just so that way the NBA Finals podcast looks like we knew what the hell we were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, I don't. No. How much do you think the league is loving this series? I mean, it's it's competitive, but I, I'm curious what the ratings are for it being Bucks versus Suns. I mean, the Bucks have been there. Well, not in the finals. I mean, they haven't been there since uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, dude. <laughs> when well, he was in saying, Milwaukee. Like, the Bucks have been in this playoff run thing, and now they finally made it to the finals. Yeah, they, they've been around. Yeah, and now, you know, Phoenix gets Chris Paul, and now they're in the finals with Devin Booker and the rest of that pretty young team. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how people feel. I mean, I think people are loving it. I mean, it's not as bad of a series as we would we would have thought. I mean, I initially right. I initially thought if it was Suns and Milwaukee, the Suns would take it in four or five games. But That's what I thought too. Eventually, with the way the seems, Suns were playing, and now it's six or seven. Now, if is this like do or die for like the Suns championship hopes? Like they have to win this one, right? Because I feel like the East is more easier to get back with the way the Bucks play defensively. Because like in the East, there's not really that many teams that shoot. Like or uh, Philadelphia doesn't really shoot that well. As long as you can hold Brooklyn to like under a hundred points, that's pretty much it, right? So like. What's the window here for Phoenix if they do lose? Like, is it kind of over, or what do you think? Because this team is still pretty young with a couple of good, solid veterans on it, but I don't know if the veterans are going to want to stay. Chris Paul has a player option this year, and he could easily opt out if he wants to. I don't think Chris Paul would opt out and just decide to jump ship because they missed it the one year. Um, And it's his old coach, Monty Williams, too, so maybe that helps him – stay a little bit. Monty Williams and Chris Paul have been tied to the links since like the Hornet days in New Orleans. So I would think that he stays in Phoenix. I don't think he would jump ship. I think he stays in Phoenix with Devin Booker um, mm-hmm. and DeAndre Ayton. Uh, and it just depends on who they resign and who they let go. I mean, they got Jay Crowder. who's was a good veteran presence, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. So it really just depends on who's going to come back and, and who they're going to make trades for kind of like the Bucks. Um, they made some trades and, and, and got some better pieces and to help them get to where they are, uh, for even nights that Giannis struggles and 
I mean, Giannis got an injury right before the finals, and what do you know? He's in game one in the finals. Yeah, he's elastic, man, dude. That guy was just, just crazy. Yeah, yeah. He literally so, hyperextended his knee, and now he's putting up 40 points per game. It's unbelievable. He's showing out for Kevin Durant. Yeah, right? He's like, look at what I can do, KD, even though I can't make a damn free throw. He doesn't care. He still puts up 30, 40 points a night. No. Dude, listen free- to... Go ahead. I'm sorry. You may have to edit this, but Oregon got three new offensive and defensive linemen combined. Freshmen, 6'4", 270, 6'5", 280, 6'6", 310. Jason Jones. Are these transfers? Kid, no, freshmen. I remember this kid. Uh-oh. We when I was there, this kid came in and we were like, "Holy shit, this kid's massive!" He was like eighteen, six six, three ten from Alabama. Uh, committed as a freshman, first year, absolutely huge. And then we got a sophomore, Stephen Jones, at six six, three forty. We got another freshman, six six, three ninety five. This is so is kid now Six. like officially an Oregon fan, or are you still gonna be halfsies with it? I'm both, bruh. I don't <laughs> you can't be kid. both. George Moore, I remember this. This is the first athlete I met actually at the apartment complex. 66325 diesel fuel. <laughs> dude, they're freaking huge this offensive line. Well, we'll see how they pan out, dude. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully decent this year, man. I'd be pissed Maybe. if you didn't. So uh, let's go back because we were talking about like uh, trading and figuring things out. So there was a report that kind of leaked over um, on Friday. Right now, U.S. basketball is doing their exhibition games. They went 0 for 2. They lost to Nigeria and they lost to Australia. So like everyone's kind of going panic mode on the U.S. Uh, basketball team, which, by the way, they replace uh, Bradley Beal with JaVale McGee. That's a smart uh, transition because Bradley Beal kind of opted out of it, I guess. I don't know. Something happened with him. Regardless, Damian Lillard is the point guard on that team. And there was a report that came out saying um, after this whole uh, Olympic trial is over that uh, Damian Lillard was going to request a trade from the Portland Trailblazers. And everyone started uh, speculating. They were like, oh, yeah, so the Knicks are going to be front runners," or Philadelphia is going to try really hard or like Dallas is going to try hard. What about Golden State, you know? And so Damian Lillard does his press conference saying, uh, that's not true. Um, I want to be in Portland. You know, I'm planning to wear a Blazers uniform this uh, upcoming year. So what what do you say, Brandon? Like, should he stay in Portland or should he kind of look elsewhere and kind of force his way out of Portland? Well, he's getting to the point where, I mean, he's a veteran player now. He's been in the league for a while. Um, Portland really hasn't done much of anything. and Dame has kind of flown under the radar. And it's getting to the point where, I mean, you see these superstars joining teams and, and, and how close they're getting to the playoffs and the finals. I mean, look at Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Went from the Rockets to a struggling Suns team and took them to the finals. Uh, right now... The, the the Blazers are definitely not in any kind of position to build a championship team. Um, so I it did if Dame wants a, a ring, he needs to get out. It I mean he's got to go to a team that has a decent base to it, like a team like Philly or Boston, where he could just fit right into that offense and they could get rolling. Mm-hmm. I always I threw out you know. 
What about Dallas? Have them pair up with Luka Dantich, who's kind of struggling to be the one-man uh, band down there in um, the Big D because Kristaps Porzingis just forgot how to play basketball. But, um, you know, if Dame wants to leave, I mean, feel free to. Portland literally just has the Trailblazers, and that's it. I mean, it's a very small market. And have you ever been to Portland? I have not. I was going to go, and then COVID hit, and I had to come on back. It's an hour 45 uh, north of Eugene. From Eugene, right? Yeah, hour 45 north. Eugene's more like southern Oregon, isn't it? Eugene or is it like, is like mid-Oregon. And yeah, but like it, co- closer to the coast a little bit, right? It's about an hour from Florence, which is on the yeah. coast. Right. Eugene, I've never been to Portland, but Eugene is is just – it's super hippie-ish. Yeah. Like super – but uh, it's definitely different, man. Like it is so different from here, from the East Coast. Yeah, like the, like um, the closest like football team, baseball team, everything else is Seattle for the Marlins. I mean, and, pretty much or the Mariners. So yeah, you, you back to Seattle. my point is like it's like you got Seattle, but there's no Supersonics there. So like Portland's the main show in town. Like those Portland fans are gonna be like. Diehard Portland fans probably going to like make Damian Lillard feel bad, like trying to backstab the city or whatever. But if I'm Damian Lillard, I'm like, dude, I've done everything here. I've, I've been a lethal scorer. I'm a top like I'm a future Hall of Famer, essentially. Don't don't you agree? Dame is a future Hall of Famer from the way he's playing. Yeah, 100 percent. And the only thing that that he's lacking right now is a championship. Right. He went to Weber State. He worked his way up. So, like, dude, I'm going to go ring chasing. And why not do that with either Dallas or Golden State where, you know, if you're Portland, you have, like, two options. Do you want to still contend for a championship or do you just want to blow the entire thing up? Because Golden State has those picks if you want to. They have the two first-round picks this year. They got Andrew Wiggins, which, like, you're going to have to take on that contract. And then they have that Jason Weissman kid who's like 19 years old and he's seven feet right down low. So, like, do you want to go trade him over to Golden State? Golden State goes on another dynasty run, or do you want like to get solid pieces back? I'd be worried if they were to trade for Ben Simmons because like he's non committal, and I don't know how Portland uh fan base is gonna accept Simmons, who's just gonna be like, eh, I'm here, you know. So I don't know about that. I don't even know if Philly would let Simmons go. They would for Lillard, I think, for sure. But, like, you're going to have to give up more than just Ben Simmons. I think you're going to have to give up Maxi, um, potentially uh, Thibels in that discussion, too. But if you make a deal with Philadelphia, you're going to get back, like, non-shooters. And you don't want to be a team in the Western Conference that can't score, especially with a lot of those teams that have lethal scores, like Dallas, like the Clippers, like the Lakers, like... um, Golden State, you like the Suns. You need to score points in the West. Yeah. And maybe in the East, like you will have a better deal with the Boston Celtics, Celtics with like maybe trade away Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown for Damian Lillard. Oh, there's rumors Ben Simmons might go to L.A. So, I mean, who knows? Ben Simmons is just going to do what Ben Simmons does. He's not going to commit to the gym. Like, we're going to be here next year, and Philadelphia fans are going to hype him up, being like, he's going to have his shot back, and he makes one shot against, like, the Chinese uh, Sonic Trailblazers or something like that. And everyone's going to be like, oh, my goodness, Ben Simmons can shoot. And then he won't attempt a shot until, like, January. (laughs) Yep, sounds like Ben Simmons. That's how it goes every single freaking year with this guy. So, 
I know the Knicks have been rumored to be interested, but the Knicks don't really have much to offer in order to keep that nucleus intact. With like, I think you need to keep Randall and RJ Barrett, but those are your two like tradable pieces to like get a Damian Lillard. But I don't want I don't want the Knicks to do that. I think the Knicks can like build up and then try to get a free agent in 2022 or something like that. Just keep building if you're the New York Knicks. So you'd be upset if the Knicks got Simmons? I'd be really upset. First of all, I don't think that would happen. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, can't, I can't. If you think Philadelphia is bad, I mean, like if he goes into MSG with no shot whatsoever, I think that's even worse. I think he'd fit right in. Well, he he fit right in with like the old school New Jersey Nets, but not with the Knicks. Maybe the Knicks like two years ago, but not right now. I don't know. But regardless, we hope Damian Lillard goes to a contender so that way we can watch him all the time. Portland kind of gets like big time market games, but not a lot. No, they don't get too many at all. Mm -mm. So um, it was the MLB All-Star break. Um, Pete Alonso won the home run derby. I don't know if people watch the home run derby that much anymore. I, I didn't. I kind of just watched the box score. Shohei Otani got knocked out in the first round by Juan Soto. Um, it's different than what it was in like years past. It's different rules. Now there's a time limit now to where, how many home runs you hit. There's like a 30 second extra boost or something. Um, so it's kind of weird. Um, so the all-star game itself, uh, the American league won five to two, uh, Vladimir Guerrero jr. Won the, um, all-star MVP. He becomes the youngest player to do so, um, at the age of 23 years old, which is incredible. He's essentially like his dad. He he launches nukes. So um, baseball is like back in full swing now. Um, there was a scary situation going on in D.C. Uh, yesterday around Nationals Park. Outside, there was a shooting, so the game had to be postponed. They were trying to get everyone out uh, safely. I guess the shooting happened around like the third base side. Three people um, got injured. I don't think there was any fatalities, which is a very good sign. But uh, they resumed the game today with a doubleheader at Nats Park. So kind of a very scary situation over there. Um, any of you guys see something about baseball that you want to mention or like anyone even watch the All-Star game? I certainly didn't. I didn't pay attention whatsoever. No, I, I didn't pay attention at all for that. Honestly, I, I, I did not. I have watched zero baseball all season. <laughs> Going so in cold boring. turkey for the playoffs, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think the Yankees will be in it, so. Well, let, uh, yeah, I don't think so either. This team stinks. I'm bad. They're not as bad as the Mets, though. And somehow the Mets are still first in the NL East. They literally gave up um, a grand slam walk-off run to the Pirates, who have been atrocious this year. <laughs> so uh, the reliever literally, the, as soon as the guy hit the baseball, he put, he put his finger up thinking it was like a, a fly ball. Or whatever, he's like, oh, yeah, routine out. This is going to go out. And then next you know, it ends up going outside the park for a Grand Slam walk-off. And he was like, well, shit. <laughs> that was a high home run. It, it traveled for a while. So, I don't know. If the Mets make the playoffs, it's going to be, like, kind of salty. Like, what the hell, dude? Well, it depends on your it's, – it's all about the division you're in. Look at in the NFL. You had teams are losing records making the playoffs. Yeah. Right? If it if it's national and it has East on it, it's going to be the worst division in that sport. 
like with the NL East and the NFC East, it, it those teams are just going to stink. You already know off the bat. Although I do think the uh, the NFC East will be a little bit better this year, but not not two of those teams. So kind of a slow sports week anyway, too. The Lightning are like taking the crown as like the best celebratory uh, team in the sports world right now. I mean, they they were on jet skis. They were partying with the Lombardi and the Stanley Cup. Um, the Stanley Cup is fine, though. It was dented a little bit on the cup side. Yeah, what happened with that? I have no idea. But like you saw that picture with like Pat Maroon trending and like the cup was in like a D shape. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> Yeah, Imagine awful. if that Stanley Cup, what the Stanley Cup would say if it could talk, like the stories it could tell. <laughs> just like all that partying with all that champagne around, all that beer just getting tossed around from uh, Kucherov, who I don't even think Kucherov is sober yet. I think he's just been partying every single day ever since they won. I heard when the Bruins won the Cup in, I think, 2011, that they were drunk or partying for like, 12 days straight. <laughs> I'm almost certain. Did you see the tab? The Spit and Chicklets, Spit and Chicklets posted a receipt of their uh, beer and wine. The alcohol tab was like uh, $200,000. Do you remember <laughs> seeing that? No, I don't remember seeing it. You've never seen the, the tab that they printed I out. believe I, it, I think though. they were at like MGM or something like that. And uh, their, their alcohol tab was... It was six digits. Um, I know it was when I saw. I forgot how much. Maybe one hundred fifty thousand or two hundred thousand, something like that. That's crazy. Um, I still think that uh, Ovechkin is like the heart, like partied the hardest with the Stanley Cup. I mean, they were doing Stanley Cup stands, like drinking beer out of the Stanley Cup, like a cake stand with it. He he was drunk for three weeks at least. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he he did the. Hundred fifty six thousand six hundred seventy nine seventy four dollars, dude. On here on this receipt is so funny because they have like some really random, like just basic drinks. Two cores light at five dollars each, ten bucks. One Corona at six, right? And then they have two bottle Ace Mag at four thousand, four <laughs> bottle Ace Rose at forty eight hundred, and one bottle Ace Midas at a hundred thousand dollars. 67 Fuji small waters at four dollars and 135 Bud Lights at five dollars. It's so random, dude. 100. Oh my god, that's crazy. But uh, I mean, you get you going back to like partying with the cup and whatnot is, I mean, there's so many stories to be told with that. Well, unfortunately, the team's gonna have to break eventually. Um, we have the expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken coming on on Wednesday. Uh, a couple of surprises when it comes to the uh, protected and unprotected list. Um, Carey Price is unprotected, so the Seattle Kraken could draft him first overall, but it depends on if they want to take that uh, hefty contract to build a team around Carey Price, which I think they'll build a team much better than the Montreal Canadiens have been able to build a team around him. But um, Vladimir Tarasenko is up. Uh, Palat is up too. I mean, the Tampa Bay lightning have a lot of good players that are up for uh, grabs. Um, Voracek is up from the Philadelphia flyers. So the Kraken could build a pretty solid team here. The one team that cannot have players taken away from them is the Vegas golden Knights. However, because 
they just expanded what a couple of years ago. What was, how long has it been? Four years now? Three? Twenty seventeen, right? Was that is that when they first got the released? seventeen and eighteen was the inaugural season, yeah. So yeah, three, four years. Yeah, so do you think the Seattle could get uh Carey Price and just figure it out from there? They need to get one guy who has a lot of experience playing hockey and hopefully some playoff or Stanley Cup experience and get a guy who's super driven. Like, look at Vegas, Mark Stone. All you really need to do is build that team, you know, from the top down. So get the right head coach and get the right leader for the team and just build down from there. So whoever they decide to go with, I think they will be a great team coming up because nobody knows the chemistry nobody knows what to expect right they can decide their game plan which is super lethal and they know what they're dealing with when they get out on the ice meeting the seattle kraken but nobody mm-hmm. else knows right no one else coming in the stadium watching them practice so if they're able to build a great team like vegas vegas is they can probably make it to the cup i don't see why not i mean like they it seems like they have a good general manager making the uh, right decisions with all their group. They're going to have three days to figure it out. But if I'm then I would, I would draft Carey price and just, you know, draft a bunch of role players to fit around his contract or whatever, you know? So it, just go like the young route essentially, but just get some great wingers as well. Like go ahead, draft Palat, bring in Tarasenko and uh Carey price, and then just get like really good third to fourth liners that are, pretty solid like um you know carl Haglin, who's be- been in the league for a long time and he's a very fast and efficient skater and he's a tough guy too i mean like solid defenseman is a very good option as well i mean sh- they left uh shane weber unprotected the montreal canadians but shane weber has been dealing with a lot of injuries ever since the stanley cup has ended so his his status for 2021 is in question but if you're able to get like brendan Dillon. Or someone along those lines, I think it would be a solid like start to. But I think you need a goaltender number one. You cannot win this league with like subpar goaltending. I think like the well, league is built on goaltenders right now. You definitely need a goalie. But you definitely need somebody who's got leadership skills. Mm-hmm. Simply put, I mean, you could have the best, uh, you know, best team. Uh, possible with talent but if you don't have any leadership qualities how are we going to expose that how are we going to push that to the next level because there's a lot of guys who have really good fancy stick handling skills but they don't know how to talk with the you know they don't know how to they don't know how to talk to the team they don't know how to be uh you know leading by example they don't they don't have the the grit in them to push through when things get tough and and to see you right. know, to believe and see the things on the other side. And that is a big part of hockey is, is hard. We've seen it with Mark Stone. We've seen it with a lot of players. I mean, Ovechkin is a great example of when the Capitals won that cup is a lot of the Stanley Cup teams in, in hockey are based on an energy vibe. Just look at the lightning of the past two years. They have that vibe. Like I just said, I thought they were definitely beatable team. I, I still do. I still believe they're a beatable team. They like they won those two games in the Stanley Cup. Fifty percent of their games they won with a one goal game, one zero. Mm-hmm. That's nothing, man. And they're not playing the Montreal Canadiens, which is like an eighth ranked team. So come on now. But it really just comes down to leadership. Yeah. So uh, a few things have happened over the league too. We have a 
a couple of trades. Duncan Keith is going to Edmonton from Chicago. He's not really the same Duncan Keith from before, uh, back in his prime in like the 2010s. Um, he's been battling injuries. He's just, you know, I don't know if he still has teeth from that uh, Philadelphia Flyer series. You remember that when he was missing literally all his teeth? Who is Duncan that? Keith. Duncan Keith. Oh, Duncan Keith. Yeah. Billy was just smiling, and it looked like he only had like four chiclets just hanging on by a thread when he was holding oh, the cup God. that one time. Uh, Pecorine, longtime goaltender, he's going to retire from uh, the Nashville Predators, a 15-year career. Uh, he won the Vesna Trophy, uh, I think it was the cup year 2016, 2017. I think that's when they made the cup. So he's going to be um, uh, enjoying the retirement, some golf clubs. I don't know if he's a golfer, though. but um, Who's that? Uh, Pecorine. <laughs> oh, oh, the goalie, yes. Yeah. I, I don't know, honestly. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I don't know. If, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. He He's from where? Uh, Sweden, I think. Sounds about right. Not. Yeah, that, that does sound right. Um, there's yeah, been a, a, other trades have been going on. Uh, Richard Ponick is going to the island or um to the Islanders, and Nick Letty is going to Detroit Red Wings. And then there was a three uh, team deal yesterday dealing with your Philadelphia Flyers with the Nashville Predators, and somehow the Vegas Golden Knights were in this trade, too. So the Nashville Predators acquired uh, Philip Myers and Cody Glass, while Vegas acquired Nolan Patrick, and the Flyers uh, acquired Ryan Ellis. I really like Nolan Patrick. Uh, Ryan Ellis. Just hasn't played, good. though. A little bit. Ryan Ellis is a very good defenseman. He's on the smaller side. They may be, they may be going for a little bit of a chemo type vibe. 5'10", 200-pound defenseman. He's got a lot of grit, so I, I do like Ellis. But um, Ginger Beard, too. He fits in. Yeah, there you go. That's the big reason why they brought him on. Um, <laughs> but how much more hockey does this guy have? You know, I haven't seen him do much, really, in in, uh, in Nashville ever since the Cup in 2017, and it, it kind of just worries me a little bit. Like, are we trying to get – like, what are we trying to do? Are we using it for experience? Are we using it for, you know, to – to be, uh, you know, to help out on, on defense. Ob honestly, just defense and offense too. I mean, obviously to score offensively, like a defense, offensive defenseman, you know, what is the goal of having on the team? To me, it's more of, of having him on there for experience at heart. I think he's got good leadership skills, but, uh, they need it on the defensive side too, because uh, I mean, like, good Lord, the defense really collapsed on them this year. Hmm. And he's still young. I mean, he's 30. But, uh... He's in his I prime. I, just, I don't know if I'd say he's in his prime. But, you know, he's just... He doesn't... He hasn't really... I mean, he, he reminds me kind of... Jumped like off Mike the table. Fisher, Mike Fisher, defenseman. Just a solid hockey player, which just doesn't produce a crazy amount. Right. Well, I think Ryan Ellis is going to be better than what what the Philadelphia Flyers originally had. I just know, it, it was a mess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I like it. I do because I love I like Ryan Ellis a lot. Mm -hmm. I just hope that you, you get know, prime just, Ryan Ellis. Besides just him, I hope that uh he's a good fit. I think he is. Yeah. He seems like a really humble guy. So yeah. We'll you know what's shocking of... when it comes to like players' ages? You know how old TJ Oshie is? He's like 35, isn't he? 
He, he's 34. Oh, yeah. He doesn't Isn't that seem shocking? Like it, though, man. Yeah, I thought when it was, uh, what was it, 2014, the Russian shoot, uh, shootout? I thought he was like 19, 20 years old back then when he was on the St. Louis Blues. But I was like, shit, he's 34? My Lord. Because I was thinking it, like after the Ovechkin years. Yeah, I was thinking after the Ovechkin years, I was like, okay, Ovechkin's going to retire. Then TJ Oshie's going to be the face of the franchise for like the next 10 years. And I was like, well, wait, never mind. He's like 34 years old. Yeah. but Dude, um, he's on the juice. He's on the juice, man. No, nah, he's, he's on something else. Ovechkin is just like his hair is aging, but his body is just getting bigger and bigger. Dude, Ovechkin has got to be on steroids. Like he nah, just dude, cannot play all these years. He's from clean o- from 05 to now, like 15 or like 16 years of hockey competitively, Stanley Cup visits, and just still skating at that speed and just playing at that at that speed. Dude, Crosby, I, I, I don't say- understand. I don't get it. Ovechkin is the silverback gorilla of hockey. He is. He's a silverback gorilla, dude. Dude, he takes PEDs. Ah, dude, he's clean, dude. Alex funded. Alex funded. How much do you think Ovechkin is like, uh, like hockey players are good squatters, right? How much do you think he puts on oh the squat my rack? God, dude, are you kidding me? I, I can guarantee you some of the skinniest players in the league are well over 400 pounds. Yeah. How much does Ovechkin squat? Honestly, I've never seen a veteran squat. But I think five plates each at least. I mean, every player is different, really. Some guys, I don't know, guys have different ways of training. Sometimes they get right. really heavy, and sometimes they just train more explosively. Like, mm-hmm. I'll tell you this the more you can squat, the more power you should be able to produce. Hence, right. faster skater. So, there you go. All right, so um, other sports news. Colin Morikawa wins the Open Championship. In his, this is his second major championship, and he's only 24 years old. He won the Open Championship in his first ever appearance in the tournament. Um, Jordan Spieth had a couple of eagles. He was on his way. Um, that uh, South African guy uh, was in the lead for a little bit, but then he kind of fell off. But it was down to Jordan Spieth and Colin Morikawa. Morikawa has just uh, taken over. Um, He's going to be a fantastic golfer. Golfer or golf itself, they're getting a lot of great players right now. The prime of golf is kind of expanding. Like you're getting a good mix of young guys with the old guys. And uh, I think this was the last major. So um, hopefully we get more um, awesome golf moments throughout the uh closing months i think you're gonna have the pga champion or no the pga championship already happened right i always get my golf uh, up. dude there's so many i, I i'm not sure the All olympic state Northern... golf right i don't think so no no there's no golf so. in the olympics no i don't even know how the olympics are gonna be the olympics are on saturday i think there's like covid stuff going on with them right yeah there's some uh there's some players on the tennis team that have opted out because they've tested positive for covid which this covid is just not going away man just kind of just kind of it's over dude you're getting blown out man just roll over and die but dude i don't i yeah i don't know i don't know any i don't know is anyone hyped for the olympics uh no I gotta be honest with you, man. Like sports are just not the same. I, I just I, they're just 
like there's nothing that really excites me in the sports world anymore really besides like bass fishing tournament bass i mean golf tournament. is exciting like nascar is pretty good but just like i don't like yankees they constantly lose they're winning right now but they're not exciting to watch anymore Football's gotten softer. Hockey's still exciting. Don't get me wrong. But some of the matchups aren't the best. I just feel like sports are just not the same. And going into regard, you know, going into the Olympics, I, I don't know if it'll be really that exciting either. Yeah, it kind of seems like Simone Biles is like the head name right now. And, you know, there's a lot of new face blood out there. We don't have Michael Phelps this year. Usain Bolt is done. Um, it's just a lot of uncertainty. And there's going to be no fans this year. So, um, Japan's dealing with some sort of crisis over there with their COVID uh, handling uh, situation. So where where is this Olympics held? Tokyo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow, you're doing pretty good right now, dude. I am. I tell you, I was keeping it to a minimum. <laughs> um, speaking of football, though, Tom Brady, the the story just continues with this guy, man. Ends up winning a Super Bowl on a torn MCL. I don't know if it was completely torn or if it was just partially torn, but the le- the legend still continues with this, man. I mean, the report came out. Everyone was just, like, praising the guy, and he's still going to go and try to win his eighth Super Bowl. I mean, this guy is just – he's amazing, dude. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, if there's any controversy, just throw it out the window because he is the greatest. I need to understand something. How does this guy have a torn MCL and there was no sign of him throughout the season limping or any of that stuff? If he had slightly torn MCL of anything at his age, I don't care how healthy he is, he'd be hurting a little bit. And we did not see any of that. So how accurate really is this? Yeah, I have no idea. Like that's just been thrown out. Like all of a sudden now it leaks out like he played in the Super Bowl. It leaks out in the middle of July while we're ready for, uh, you know, football right around the corner. Be like, oh, yeah, you didn't know Tom Brady tore his MCL? Yeah, he totally did yeah, that, Tom, like right before Tom the Brady, Chiefs, dude. Tom Brady actually planned on a complete uh, a compound fracture, a tibia fibula. He, yeah. <laughs> you didn't see that, dude, during the Packers game? It kind of, like, popped out, it's but he was gross. so amazing. It popped it right back in, dude. Yeah, he was like, fine. You, you saw Conor McGregor? He he said, he said, ah, big deal, whatever, dude. Like, just, yeah. just uh, duct tape Welcome it. to my life. Yeah, duct tape it. You're good. <laughs> but um, Tampa Bay right now, they got the second favorite uh, Super Bowl odds. So um, their over-under is set at, I think it's 11 and a half. So are we really going to see Tom Brady win his eighth Super Bowl? I, this is kind of the open discussion part of the podcast. But um, since football is about eight Sundays away, why not just start, you know, hyping the train up a bit? Tom Brady, is he going to get it done again this year? Uh, I can honestly say I don't think so, dude. I don't no. think so. I, I'm, no. I'm kind of in that boat. I'm in that boat. What makes you think that? Well, Destiny? To me, to me, I think it just comes down to uh, competition. You got 31 other teams in the league that, you know, want to want to make the Super Bowl and win it. You know, so... I think they're just do the Jets make- really want to make it to the Super Bowl and win it? Well, now no, that Adam Gase isn't there, yeah. <laughs> Adam Gase is like goals. All right, guys, we're going we're going over sixteen. 
Anybody who throws more two touchdowns this game, I'm pulling you. You're sitting the bench, all right? You got that? Adam Gase, like, if you're going to win a Super Bowl, get the fuck out. Just get the fuck out. Just leave. We're not here to win. I'm not clear on that. We're here for the number one draft pick. (laughs) They can't even get that. (laughs) Well, honestly, I think... Throw the Lions in there as well, dude. I mean, the Lions are probably just like, hey, listen, we're here just to claim our participation trophy, dude. That's it. So let me ask you this. Like, what a, like, if, if, all right, so if the Buccaneers, and this is for both of you guys, if the Buccaneers win again, what does this mean for the NFL? Like, does it just mean to any team that Tom Brady's on, he just controls everything? Has it turned to the NBA where it was just LeBron, any team LeBron was on, just, Constantly kept winning. I don't think it's the NBA because you're getting um. Well, I don't know, dude. Because like, it's not like Tom Brady kind of blows the league away. You know, he's he's just he just wins games. Like he gets it done. You know what I mean? It's not like in a ridiculous way where Tom Brady's like falling down and getting the flags every single time, like LeBron James does or whatever. And Tom Brady's not out trying to chase like Joe Montana or Michael Jordan or. Any any one of those guys. I mean, it's it's a team game. So it really depends on like the other 22 starters that are on the team, which Tampa Bay is returning every single starter. So I don't know. And like, look at you mentioned about the competition. The NFC is kind of weak right now. You can only see like the Rams being a, being like a really uh, hard test for him. I mean, Drew Brees retired. We don't know what Aaron Rodgers is uh, going to be with the Packers or not this season. Um, Seattle's dipped off a bit. I mean, I just only think it's a two-horse race with the Rams and the Bucks right now. I mean, yeah, I guess we'll just have to see, honestly. And it's you in never- L.A. too? I don't know. Tom Brady would love to get to L.A. at one point, I think. <laughs> Tom Brady's going to be everywhere. The Super Bowl is in L.A.? I, I just... Think like Tom Brady, wherever he, the Super Bowl is, he's like, all right, we're gonna have the family stay there for like two weeks uh, before the Super Bowl, and then we're gonna play it and uh, see how, how that works out. Oh, another question is, Tom Brady has seven Super Bowls, right? How much of it do you think really is him putting in the work, and how much of you think of it is just like a God-given gift, where it's just like, look, I'm gonna allow you to become a seven-time Super Bowl champion, right? Because well, like, how many times has he been to the Super Bowl? It's like more than 10. Like, ten, tw- like 12 11? times. Because, but, but like, how much do you guys think it's really, truly hard work and complete dedication? How much is it, like, literally just a gift from God, honestly? Because how do you justify this? The NFL is so damn competitive. Well, dude, I, I can tell you, I put in all the hard work and dedication, man, and I... I didn't even reach the playoffs again after my freshman year, and I didn't even play. That's what <laughs> so. I'm saying, right? You could put your heart and soul into something. Like with me, with coaching, like at the Oregon Ducks, I feel like I put, you know. I you put, put your heart of- and soul into bass fishing, and yet you still have no bass exactly, on that wall. dude. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes things just don't work out the way you want them to. I tried I just think four he's awesome, different lures dude. today. Nothing. Gene's literally cut out his jean pocket and literally caught something. Like, what are you doing, dude? Come on. Dude, this guy, not even 10 minutes, he throws <laughs> out like a two-ounce diamond jig, like epoxy, uh, 
like Joe Gibbs or whatever, whichever one he was using. And dude, they don't even fluke doesn't even bite that. They bite bucktails with gold. And he literally just threw it out there and he caught something. And even the guy next to me was like, What the hell? And, it, and she's like, Yeah, I guess you're hungry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. He knows it all. I'm out, here, I'm out here using a one ounce gold pink with yellow one ounce uh bucktail pink color catches the fish's eye like crazy with a yellow gulp and nothing well let's go back to tom brady for a second because i i think tom brady's a solid fisherman anyway but um you know the nfl is kind of just like let the dominoes fall and then whatever happens happens and tom brady's on been on the right side of history when it comes to those kinds of things i mean it's not like he's a slouch or anything but like he's earned every single championship that he's won I mean, this was a tough year for Tampa Bay. There was at one point where we thought Tampa Bay was going to miss the playoffs entirely. And yet, here we are. I mean, Brandon, you had the Minnesota Vikings in the Super Bowl anyway. So, like, you really don't think Tampa Bay is going to win? Or even the Chicago – you probably picked the Chicago Bears to get to the Super Bowl this year. I didn't have the Vikings in the Super Bowl. (laughs) I'm just going exotic with how you've been picking. Are you going – Arizona repeating as an NFC champs. I mean, who knows? But um, no, I have no idea yet. I don't know. I haven't had time to think about it. Jared Goff is going to lead the Detroit Lions to the Super Bowl. That sounds so disgusting. I can't believe I just said that. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. That Jared sucks. Goff that... and the Detroit Lions, they'll be lucky to win three games this season. Well, the over-under for them is set at five for the yeah, win totals. Given the, given the under hard. Give them the under. Well, let me give out two picks. I'm, I I want to do this thing where, you know, I give out eight over-unders for the entire year, and we're going to see how they do. And then we'll go with the Trailerville, and then we'll get on out of here because I feel like some of these people are just like, yeah, do. So you get on out of here. So I want to give two of my over-under picks. I'm going to give one over and one under. And I feel confident about both of these. These are my strongest picks right now. I have Washington winning over eight and a half games. First of all, I think they're a really good team. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick just waited for the right opportunity to come right in front of him, and he's got a top defense with Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Antonio Gibson on the offensive side with a solid offensive line. They still play in the NFC East. That's that's pretty much what you got to say about the schedule. And they're going to beat really good teams. I think they beat the Tampa Bay Bucks on their schedule in, like, week 13. So... And they play the Chargers week one. I think they beat them as well. They're an underdog in that game. So I really like what Washington's putting together. Plus, they got Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, two really strong coaches. Ron Rivera calling the shots over there. It's a dysfunctional organization, but on the field, they're a really good team. And I do think Chase Young will win Defensive Player of the Year. Book that right now. Um, then my other one, I'm, I've been kind of killing this team. My friend Ver. I'm a Steelers hater, but I am going Steelers under Versus? eight and a half wins. Yes. Versus is an Eagles fan, no? Versus is a Steelers fan, dude. Get that right. Dude, he he, he will come and Buffalo kick you. Bills, Buffalo Bills well, jersey. Well, Buffalo is his second favorite team, but right now it's the Steelers. I'm taking the under eight and a half. They have literally no offensive line. I mean, they have one guy who has started one game on that offensive line. Their defense is still pretty good, but when is Steelers not have a good defense? And I just, I think Ben Roethlisberger is cooked. 
Pretty simple. We saw what they did with the easy schedule last year, and they barely squeaked it by every single week winning those games. How are they going to do with the toughest schedule in the NFL right now? They have the hardest schedule according to uh, the metrics of like the uh, winning percentages of the teams last year and like the home and aways. It's just a brutal schedule for the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially finishing the season. I think he's uh, really cooked. I mean, they drafted Najee Harris, and I like Najee Harris, but when oh, you have yeah. no offensive line, you're not going to be able to run. Listen to the last four games they have to play of their schedule. They got to play the Titans at home. Then they got to go to Kansas City. Then they got to play the Browns at home. Then they got to go to Baltimore on the road. That's a tough way to finish. Pretty, yeah, pretty brutal schedule. Mm -hmm. I just don't think Ben Roethlisberger has the heart to play anymore. And you need you that. hear that he yeah, has a so. he's. Do you hear that? Um, there was a report going around this week that he's now committed to going on a diet after year eighteen. <laughs> I thought he, I thought you say he was going to commit to Coastal Carolina. Who's this? Coastal Carolina, Big Ben, guy, dude. He's going from pro to college. Going on a diet. Big Ben, okay. If he's going on a diet, he's going from two bush lights down to one bush light. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's just like, all right, honey, I, I won't drink two. I'll drink one. He's just gonna That's it. Cut out dip. <laughs> Maybe not. Instead of like six pieces of bacon, he'll cut down to four. Cut out dip and just smoke six. Go on the Blake Bortles diet instead Dude, of the Big can, Ben diet. Can you imagine if the NFL allowed that shit where there's like you come off the field, you, you get a quick smoke break and like NBC's got the camera on their face like. See, they got a smoke zone, like for a smoke. <laughs> a smoke zone. A smoke zone. Oh my god! It would be called like the Geico smoke zone. And you're like, what the hell? Ben so? Roethlisberger goes around asking his team for for a lighter. Oh hey, look, there's Jay Cutler. <laughs> yeah, but what do you guys think? I got Washington over eight and a half, and I got the Steelers under eight and a half wins. I think Washington's more on the rise. Taylor Heineke, too. He could be the starting kid. Yeah, team. he's a baller. He's a baller, that kid. I love that. I love these guys. They come out of nowhere. I'm all for mm -hmm. them. I think it's a fair prediction. I think Washington will be a solid team. I don't know about Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's, that still concerns me about that quarterback situation. Right. I, I just think, you know, Washington can get a lot better than Dwayne Haskins. You know, it, it can't get any worse than that. And they Dwayne, had Alex Smith on one leg. Dwayne Haskins is not a good quarterback. No. no and he's why. backing up Big Ben this year. I mean, geez, Louise, look at that QB room. I don't know why he's in the NFL. Haskins? Yeah. He's the greatest player of all time. <laughs> he's GOAT. Yeah. He's, he's goat. the GOAT. He's the GOAT. Yep. He's the GOAT. Yeah, you know who you can blame for that? Ohio State University. All right, go to Trailerville. Nah, boy, disrespect. I can't even talk about Trailerville. <laughs> I'm just gonna. All right, fine. I that's the great. that's the show, dude. Uh, we'll see you next week. I see. Peace out, bye. <laughs> peace out, bye. No, go to Trailerville. Hurry up. No Trailerville, boy. No, no race today whatsoever. NASCAR nah. just fell off the map of the face of the earth. It canceled. canceled. They shut it down. Yeah, like John down. Taffer came in and shut down the entire NASCAR. Uh, nah, boy, event. you're never going to believe it. <laughs>
who won at New Hampshire Motor Speedway today. First place, baby, Eric Amarola. What a surprise. Second place, Christopher Bell. Third place, Brad Keselowski. Okay, understood. Fourth place, Joey Logano. Okay, understood. Fifth place, Ryan Blaney. Like, dude, what? Kevin Harvick, sixth. Okay. Danny Hamlin, tenth. Truex, twelfth. Kurt Busch, sixteenth. And, and, you know, we're Kyle Busch, 37th place, dude. What is going on in NASCAR? Do you wreck? I don't know. Mr. Race, but Eric Amarola, first place, very surprising. And then next week, we're going to be, well, next week, you don't have a race, but August 8th, we're going to be oh, in uh, New York. Yeah, New York, Watkins Glen International. Oh, I was about to say, New York City? What's up? They're going to be racing around the West Side Highway. Yeah, boy, we're going to get tickets. The Belt Parkway. <laughs> you go across the bridge and back. That's one lap. That might take like 50 minutes, though. 50 minutes, one lap. Dude, that'd be awesome if they shut down the city and they had NASCAR day. Yeah, the city would implode, though. Yo, is the city getting busy again? Or did people people like move oh, out? Yeah. Completely? Oh, it's yeah. Starting, well, there's people yeah. that's moved out, but like the city's humming again, you know. Uh, you get you're you're starting to hear more yelling from the locals, so you know the city's back when people start complaining. Nice, <sighs> back to normal she goes. Yep, sir. Brad, how's Florida been? Shit, really? Rain every day. Still, every day. Wow, like consistently? Just get, just get wet all day. That's kind of refreshing, though, sometimes, right? Well, rain can get very annoying really quick, but, though. Uh, it but does. is it consistent? It gets annoying. Yeah. Is I mean, it consistent, it, or is it just... It'll rain for a couple hours every day. Damn, man. Wow. That's summertime That's how it was Florida, when boys. I was down there, dude. Summertime in Florida, boys. Is it, now, like, super hot, though? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, like, 80s, 90s every day. Yeah. Be honest with you, it's been really, really hot here. Like really hot. Uh, like I wouldn't 90s. say it's been that hot. It's been like eighty-five. It might be nineties in your head because you're nah, sitting dude, out it's... in the sun, just like not catching any fish, just getting cooked like a crisp. Like guys, just like all right, I'm gonna get Anthony Fertini really tan here today because he's just gonna sit on his pole, not get a single bite. <laughs> dude, I literally load up like fifty SPF whatever it's called and then i'll wear like a, a hat like one of those like drill instructor looking hats like those fishing hats i'm, I'm like completely covered because i don't want to get burnt dude if you brought like your your like uh your nephew or like some some kid or whatever to go out and fish with you like a family friend or something they're gonna think you're the worst fisherman in the history of fishing you're gonna dude, be like where the hell is this kid gonna catch a fish like what the hell there literally is nothing you can do. Like, you just have to be like, <laughs> Gene's caught a fluke on a diamond jig. And it, I, he said he dragged it on the bottom of the floor. He definitely did not. He, he was like in the middle of the water. Like, if, I don't know how deep it was. Oh, like, Gene's like, saying he, he, he didn't do something, but he totally like did the other thing. That's new. Yeah. And, <laughs> and literally, guy wants up catching that. Like, unbelievable. Like it just uh, honestly, it's just it's just the way it goes. He's the fish right, whisperer. Dave. The fish whisperer. He goes to the fish. Exactly. He goes, hey, 
Hey, bite on that diamond jig right there. Yeah, dude. Just bite on it. Just bite on it. Bite on it. I'm Gene's I thought he was joking when so he caught jealous. something. Because every time, every every time Gene tries to catch something, or he, or he thinks he has something, he like tries to set the hook and sets it so aggressively that the hook literally like rips out the fish's mouth. He looks like that kind of guy that catches at least six sticks a day. Just unintentionally. Uh, He'll go out in the ocean and somehow catch a stick. Uh, he's a professional bassman. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, that is all the time we have for this Bench Row Sports Podcast. Kind of a bit of a slow of a week here. Um, you know, not really much going on besides uh, the NBA finals. We got baseball going on, but um, not really much headliner stuff. Um, so it's going to be like this, but like I said, eight Sundays from now, we're going to have our first week of NFL football. So it is right around the corner. So like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at bench Bros sports, follow us on Instagram at original bench bros and follow our website, benchbrosports.com, where we keep you up to date on every headline throughout the week on those pages. We are available on Apple podcast, Spotify, anchor, and other media services. Go subscribe over there. Share this podcast with everybody. Share it with your grandmother, your best friends, your uh, parents, everyone. Just go ahead and share the world. Even share it with your kids if you have some. So, uh, again, thank you for listening. Any last thoughts, fellas? Yeah. And really, y'all. I just want to say prayers for the uh, the Nationals uh, baseball team for that shooting. Yeah, scary situation outside the baseball park. And it said that there was a one-year-old – that was wounded, including two others. Two other one-year-olds or two other people? No, like one, 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 one-year-old, and then like just two other people. Mm. So, uh, well, good thing I mean, no one was like uh, seriously hurt. Yeah, but. that's definitely good news, but it's not good. So, hoping for the best and prayer for the families. And when was the last time you went to a major league baseball game? Just curious. Well, me and Brandon went to the spring training down in Florida, but we didn't. I haven't been to a real one probably two years or so, maybe. Yeah. What was two, it, Yankee game or like was, what? Yeah, it was Yankees. Probably maybe four years. Yeah, it was Yankees. Mm. Yeah, I'd say four years. Yeah, I haven't been to a game in a while. Baseball games are fun and all, but they are. I actually really like. Like uh, that's a sport where it's like going to an event is so much different than like watching it on TV and being like a dedicated fan. Yeah, yeah it's true. I think that's just sports in general, you know. Yeah, going to an right. event is just so different. Like mm. football is like kind of made for TV to where there's not much difference when you go to the game and watching it from home, unless you're like sitting in the nosebleeds. You're like, dude, I got a better view at home of that. This shit. Yeah. yeah. But like hockey games are uh, exciting, you know, going to those games. I think that's the most exciting sport to go to. Football games are really fun. Baseball games are fun. I've only been to one NBA game, so I don't really know there was much of a difference in that. Maybe there is. I don't know. I watched the Knicks when they were like 20 and 62, so I have no idea. NBA games are fun, but you got you to gotta have good seats. Right. You got to watch a good team, too. You can't watch like a really bad team. Yeah. Like going to your Orlando Magic may cost you like 10 bucks, but the Magic just will like lose by 30 and just be like, why did I do this to myself, you know? 
They're going through a rebuilding phase for the past 10 years. It's like going to a Dolphins and Jets game. You're like, why did I do this? <laughs> yeah, true. That's how All it right. felt. <laughs> we, we looked at each other. We were like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Why did we decide this was a good idea? <laughs> it was all field goals. It was all field goals, and I lost money on that game. All right, so that was Anthony. That was Brandon. I'm Wes. We'll see you next week on the Bench Bro Sports Podcast. That's the show. We're out of here.